When you think about a drawing that's related to your remodel plan, what comes to mind? Are you thinking of perhaps a blueprint? If that's the case, which I often find is true, two things on that. One, blueprints haven't been blue since, oh, before I went to design school. They're a whole different animal now. And two, they're the least interesting part to me of the drawings of your remodel. I'm far more interested in the idea stage, the sketching. So what does it mean to sketch out your ideas? What does it mean to have a plan that's still a little sketchy but coming together? Today, I'm gonna to take you through one of my favorite design tools and one of the most amazing and yet overlooked parts of remodel planning. Sketching is a visual thinking tool. It's how you can generate ideas quickly, explore alternatives without risk, and avoid getting bogged down in the details too soon. Making sketches is a big part of the work that MidMod Midwest does on a daily basis. And it's something that you can do yourself, even if you have kindergarten level drawing skills. Hey there, welcome back to MidMod Remodel. This is the show about updating MCM homes, helping you match a mid-century home to your modern life. I'm your host, Della Hansman, architect and mid-century ranch enthusiast. You're listening to episode 1212. Okay, before I get into today's topic, I wanted to tell you that today is my birthday. I'm turning 41 today if you're curious, and you know what? My 40s are sitting pretty darn good, so here's to getting older and wiser and having a good time doing it. Now, the reason I mention that is that I'm turning 41 and giving you a gift. I've decided to do a one-day-only birthday sale, so all of the remodel education products we offer through Midmont Midwest are 41% off today, June 8th. Now, I can't discount the time of my design staff, so our master plan design work is priced as usual. But if you want to check out one or all of our fabulous mid-century design clinics, this is your moment. Dive deeply into a mid-century kitchen update that works. Uh, learn how to make an amazing outdoor room out of your patio, deck, or front porch in a mid-century friendly way. Or pull together the elements of an amazing mid-mod exterior facelift. Siding, shutters, spoiler alert, you don't need those paint, trim colors, front doors, house numbers, and more, all of it into an amazing package, or give yourself the gift of my most recent, my favorite, I would say my most valuable mid-century design clinic to date, the Secret to a Simple Style Guide System. Each of these clinics are 41% off today, June 8th, and so is the Ready to Remodel program. So if you woke up last Friday morning cursing yourself for having missed out when we had to raise the original price of Ready to Remodel, here's one more chance to get it for way less than $2,000. You can apply that birthday discount to get the full price program for less than $1,200. It really is a steal. You'll get all the support you need to master plan your mid-century remodel with simplicity and style for as long as you need when you join the program today. Okay, pop over to check out the Ready to Remodel learning products on our Learn With Us page, where you can see all of our video design clinics that are available to buy now and watch on your own time. And you can sign up for the free masterclass, Planning a Mid-Century Remodel to Fit Your Life and Budget, which is the gateway to the Ready to Remodel program. So just sign up for the free class and it'll take you right to the sales page for Ready to Remodel. Use the discount code BIRTHDAY41 to get 41% off all of those products today only. Hope you're listening on Thursday. As always, you'll find that link, anything else you need to do to get that discount, and the notes, the transcript, plus a bunch of examples of MidMod Midwest sketches on our show notes page at midmod-midwest.com slash 1212. So here's the thing. Sketching out your ideas is integral to design. Most people think that what they need to plan a remodel is a blueprint, but an accurate blueprint 
or as we do today, computer-generated blueprint-style construction drawings are a labor of weeks, months, or years of a designer's time. A sketch can be done in moments. It's simple and yet surprisingly effective and evocative. And here's why. It's not just less, it's essentialized. It shows the details that matter, and only the details that matter. Because while buildings illustrated in large format pages of floor plans, elevations, material schedules, etc., are the outcome of a lot of architects' work, I would argue that they only tell you part of the story, the end of the story, which is interesting, yes, but not really the most important thing that you need to do in a residential remodel level design. So today we're going to talk about the middle or even the beginning of the story of design. We're going to talk about where ideas come from and how they come together. We're going to talk about sketching. And in an era of digital design, it might seem strange that we could create anything in a digital world that I believe and that we at Midmod Midwest still take the time that we need to put a pencil to paper or a stylus to a tablet. We do have some concessions to the digital reality. But with so many of these more photorealistic visualization tools available or the computer-aided design tools that allow us to measure everything and model it in three dimensions with micrometer accuracy and the photorealistic visualizing rendering programs that let us perfectly picture what the space might be, those are useful. Those are helpful at the end of the process, but they skip over something really essential. And that is essential to the beginning. They skip over the questioning, the consideration. And when they are too quick and efficient, they can take us too far into the level beyond creativity when we need to still consider what could change. So I'm always going to believe that sketching by hand or digital sketching is an essential part of the creative design process. When Midmod Midwest works on our sketches, we put those into every part of our process. Our one-to-one -one design packages we prepare for our clients, our master plan packages, include a lot of sketches. In fact, everything we present to our clients comes in the form of either an example photo or a sketch, a sketched floor plan or a sketch from a perspective to show our clients, you, what the space will feel like from an inside perspective. Now, we don't do this in sketch form necessarily because it's quicker than putting together a neatly drawn AutoCAD designed floor plan. In a number of cases, we're actually doing things more slowly. It might be more efficient to throw things into a modeling program, particularly in a tight space like a layout for a new bathroom. We do model using digital measuring tools. We do make an accurate to scale model of the process. But we don't show those digital models to clients, and that's for a very good reason that I'll come to in a moment. When we show our clients the options for, say, their new kitchen plan and how that could work, we do a couple of things that are different from the traditional architecture technique. Rather than laying out a blueprint-style floor plan of the entire floor, main floor, basement, second floor, if there is one, but mid-century houses often don't have them. We focus in. We show the area specifically of the kitchen and any other adjacent spaces that are important with it, like a dining room, a living room, or a den. And we show a sketched to scale drawing of the floor of that area. All of these spaces work together and they require us to fully understand the variations, but we show an annotated sketch with little notes saying, this kitchen allows you a view through to the living room. This kitchen is more open in this direction. Here you've got your view that gives you privacy from the neighbors, but a shout out to the lake. Here you've got easy access for all your cleanup tasks together. We pull those things together in a sketch because that allows people to feel more fluid about the process and yet still think about what's up in the air and what's locked in. 
we pair that floor plan sketch with one or more interior perspective views, also sketches that look like what you would see if you stood in the corner of the existing space and looked into the future, as it were, to see the new layout play out in three dimensions. We always do multiple options for a complicated area like a kitchen or an owner suite. In some parts of the house, there's really one answer that fits the client's stated desires and their budget. But we love to give people those multiple scheme options. And we also don't anyone want anyone to take those options as a final answer. The purpose of having those multiple options goes hand in glove with the idea of doing them in sketched form. Because we're not trying to tell people what they should do, what they must do for their home. We're trying to have a conversation with the homeowners that hire us, with you, to talk about what might work and what would work well for you. In the end, most people don't choose scheme one, scheme two, or scheme three. Or if they do, they'll choose it only for one part of the house. They'll end up pulling together even parts of each scheme. They'll love the built-in dining corner in one part of scheme kitchen one, but they'll take the central everybody works together island from a different scheme. And what we do at the workshop meeting that we have after we've shown everyone these options is figure out which parts of each scheme works best and how we can cherry pick those and pull them together into a complete layout. We sketch here because very intentionally, we want to keep people thinking open-endedly at this point in the phase. And I say we, by the way, uh, because while the sketches are all done in the drawing style I developed, they're often done by my sharp-eyed designer, Evan Kiffner, who takes what I and other Midwest designers develop and puts his own unique spin on it. Um, we also sketch internally before we show documents to our clients, both in two and three dimensions. But when we are thinking of a project for our clients, we want to make sure we stay in the realm of possibility rather than in the realm of answers. This is what I mean by draft, which is the fourth step of the five-step master plan process, dream, discover, distill, draft, and develop. Drafting means being open to multiple possibilities and considering multiple solutions to the project so that you can find the best one, the one that fits your lifestyle, that fits your budget, that fits your timeline in the most satisfying way. And even if you end up choosing to go with something that's pretty similar to what you had in mind at first, when you've gone through the whole process of looking at all the possibilities, when you've been sketchy about your plans, you know that your final answer is the right one. So this idea of sketching is so important to me at the residential remodeling level. I've worked in firms in the past where even in residential remodeling, we've always approached the challenge of working in really specific details of an existing house by creating a very detailed, accurate, as-built plan in a hard dimension modeling program like AutoCAD or Revit. These programs care about the quarter inch and less. It's important to be incredibly precise with them about the way you put information in but in a historic building residential remodel. There are often some things we don't know when we're still in the schematic design phase because we haven't actually torn down the drywall of the house you're living in so we can look inside the walls and see exactly where structure's happening in every place. When my clients send me dimensions from afar, we might not have dimensions down to the eighth or quarter inch. So it's frustrating to be precise in the computer program when we don't have the accuracy of real numbers. When I'm working with the dimensions provided to me by a homeowner, it doesn't feel appropriate to round to precisely one inch or 10 feet zero inches for the space of a room. It feels like an unknown error that we'll just discover later. 
This is why we really prefer to sketch. Sketch is precise to the level that you create it, with no expectation of accuracy. It allows us to talk about the shapes and forms of things, the overall relation of length and width, not their super specific quarter inch or eighth inch dimensions. Now the time will come when those super specific dimensions matter, but that can often be the work of a thoughtful contractor or a kitchen cabinet builder to come do a down to the moment field measure of the space and work out those half and quarter and eighth inches. What's more important to you at the beginning of the process um, is how you think about how the overall spaces are gonna work. In the schematic phase, the place where most of mid-mod Midwest design work happens, we, where we generate the bulk of our time and creativity, it is more important to think about the big picture than the minute details. And this is absolutely more appropriate for a house drawn in a sketch than a house modeled in Revit. That doesn't allow us to quickly amend cabinet placement, appliances, plumbing fixtures, and move them around freely while still holding in mind the realities of the construction process. So even when we work in a model, I like to use SketchUp, which is a start from scratch. It doesn't, every line is drawn yourself. It's basically a sketching modeling program as opposed to a 3D modeling program like Revit or one of the consumer available models that allows you to sort of put in some of the dimensions of your house and have it photo render what the space looks like-ish. I think those are, they have too many inbuilt constraints and they don't allow you to put in your own level of accuracy and detail and to focus on the details that matter. So when I'm working with a diagrammatic modeling program, I'm not injecting too much specificity into it right away. I and my team are able to go from concept to diagram to schematic layout very quickly and then zoom in on specific areas in a small tight bathroom or in a kitchen corner and think about inch, half inch dimension things. But we're much more interested in the big moves. What if this kitchen were rotated? What if this wall were opened? What if this island bridged the gap between the cooking area and the dining area? What if we flip the kitchen to another part of the house entirely so we can take advantage of the amazing sunset light or a view to the backyard? So here's a little insight into our internal process. When we get information about the layout of the house, floor plans, measurements, and photographs, detailed information about areas like bathrooms and kitchens, and a camera roll of photos of the rest of it, we go into our sketching modeling program and create as accurate as possible of a massing model of the house. It shows the dimensions of the major rooms, major elements, built-ins, plumbing fixtures, the openings and the windows, and the height of the ceiling, the way that the three-dimensional house interacts with its floor plan. Then we often sketch in 3D by modeling major layout ideas, simple boxes for cabinets, simple boxes for all of the elements, really. As that design comes together and we have layouts that align with the design goals of the client, we almost immediately throw the project back into sketches. A team member will take it over and make a neatly sketched preliminary floor plan of our multiple schemes so that we can study them in two dimensions and comment on them internally more effectively. And then we'll think about our three schemes and how they step up or down the budget and the goals of our client and how they're showing different options. So for example, um, if we're throwing out three different owner suite schemes, we might show a different arrangement of tub and shower for each one. In one case, we might have a combination tub and shower for a tight budget in space or dollars. In a second scheme, we might have a stand-in or roll-in glass enclosed shower on one side of the bathroom and a freestanding soaking tub in another place. In a third option, a fully glassed in humid area of the bathroom, which has a tub and showering space together, 
ideally with enough room they could be used separately. So we'll think about how each of those scenarios works best with the location of the other elements in the bathroom, with the budget points, and we might sometimes switch that up. In the first version, we might think about that um, wet area human area, tub, shower element as being part of scheme two. And then we'll realize, no, that actually fits better with scheme three. But we like to show multiple options for each of the parts so that people could say, I like the general approach of scheme two, but it's really my dream to have a freestanding vessel tub somewhere where I can just soak in. Or let us know that they're not tub soakers, so it's really not important them to have a tub at all. That's our first pass at the design. Then working purely with those neatly drawn sketched floor plans, I take them back into my tablet and check them for, have we thought of everything cool? Have we put in all the creativity we need? Have we made sure we caught all the things that the client asked us for? And I come back with a bold pen line in red digital ink um, to make notes, test out other ideas, adjust other layout options. Because we work in digital sketches, it's possible to do things like select the back of a properly sized king-sized bed and two dressing tables next to it, and then just rotate it to another wall in the room. Try it under the window. Tuck it into a corner and see how that works. This makes sort of a a mess of our first-class plans, thinking about different orientations for the kitchen island or shrinking or growing the bathrooms to align with a new window opening. Um, Then we throw it back into the model to check that these sketchy ideas match the reality of the dimensions we know for the house and the fixed structure points, And then we go back and forth, sometimes a few times, to zoom in and out on the three best scheme alternatives we want to show our clients. At this point, it's pretty much goes to Evan to make beautiful final sketches to show the client. Now, here's how sketching is essential for the way that we communicate our ideas to the people who hire us to do their master plans. As an architect, reading from plan into three dimensions is second nature to me, but that's not always the case for all of our clients. So this brings us to one of the other most important details of what we do. We don't just create floor plans for our clients, we create three dimensions views, perspective sketches of what you could see if you were standing in the house and visualizing the future. Those perspective sketches let people see the way the house might be built, the way it might be detailed, the way a countertop might fall off the corner in a waterfall, or and how an island might have a cutback design with an interesting trapezoidal end cap that affects a mid-century style how one type uh, or size or location of a pendant might change the way the feeling works. We're able to show details without getting too caught up in them. And this is really the power of sketches. Sketches, for whatever reason, really speak to people's creative, open-minded possibilities, that part of our brain where we let things still be up in the air. For most people who aren't intimately involved in the process of creating digital floor plans or digital renderings every day, When they see a beautiful photorealistic image, they assume it's complete. Even if you know this, even if I'm asking you to think about what parts of this rendered view work best for you, when you see a photorealistic rendered image, you tend to react to it as an entire finished project. And it can have a really negative effect because if you look at it and think, oh, I don't like that dark floor coloring, you might rule out the entire floor plan. So when we're showing our clients the designs, we take great pains to separate those two things out, to pull material choices apart from layout choices in the early part of the process. A photorealistic rendering of the right design can be rejected, but a sketch is more like the start of a conversation.
So the reason I love to sketch for my clients is that no detail feels too locked in. And it's not too detail-oriented for this schematic stage, which we're at when we think about the big picture layout changes rather than the specific location of each Thanksgiving dish. The bottom line is we sketch our floor plans and our perspectives so that people feel comfortable seeing them as ideas rather than answers. And then you can push back and say, could this be over here as opposed to having a subconscious reaction of, oh no, I've noticed that this one area doesn't work and therefore I can't respond to this at all. I reject this whole scheme. It's been a while since I was in grad school, but even 15 years ago, it was getting pretty easy to make quite photorealistic renderings. A lot of my colleagues were investing a lot of their time into learning how to make these beautiful, now CGI does it for you, photorealistic views of interior spaces. And those do serve a purpose. When you're almost to the end of a project, it's a great way to double check yourself. If you have the budget to spend on having someone do that for you, is every detail going to coordinate perfectly together? But it's too much realism for a conventional, I want to change up my home in some way, remodeling process. We want people to think about the big picture, not the details. Don't get me wrong. The details are incredibly important to the finished product of your house, but they're the thing everyone knows about. They're the part of it that everyone sees. They're not too easy to skip, but those subtle layout shifts, the opening of one space to another, the lowering of a ceiling or making a connection from one room's view to another, those are the elements that a lot of conventional remodels skip right over and completely overlook. When you work with a contractor, they're going to ask you about your timeline, your budget, and can you get them samples of the tile and hold them up in the space. But they may not think to ask you these bigger picture questions about your layout. And that's why I love the power of sketching so much. So I've been talking to you about how I sketch, how we sketch, how Mid-Mod Midwest uses sketches to share design ideas with people. But what about you? If you're listening in as a ready-to-remodel student, or if you're on your own just trying to piece together a master plan from tidbits of listening to this podcast and following great accounts on Mid-Century Instagram, here's what I want you to believe. You can still sketch. You can still get the value of what I'm talking about. And it does not matter that it's not pretty. You don't have to have anything beyond a kindergarten ability to draw a person as a stick figure and a room as a box in order to have effective results from simple sketching of your ideas. Because sketching isn't about being beautiful, it's about conveying ideas. So here's my advice if you're going to try sketching for yourself for your own remodel conceptualization. One of the easiest things to sketch is a floor plan. And it does not make you a cheater to use a grid underneath your plan in order to keep it to scale. Grab your kid's graph paper or get a pad from the office supply store or just print out a sheet and set yourself up a very easy to follow grid of one square equals one foot or depending on your scale, one square equals three inches. You might use that if you're thinking about big picture kitchen cabinets or one square equals four feet if you're just trying to think about the entire layout of your entire house. You're thinking about how a sketched floor plan opens up the possibility. You might even use the super old school methodology of a roll of thin transparent tracing paper. This throws me right back to my architecture school days when we called this bumwad, honestly kind of gross, but with a roll of trace and a clean measured floor plan underneath it, or even just a grid, you can sketch just about anything regardless of your drawing ability. Now, if you want to sketch in the third dimension, if you want to sketch a perspective view, then you've got a couple ways to keep it simple. One, you can basically think of a wall as a floor plan. Just don't focus on 3D, focus on drawing just the kitchen cabinets of a wall perfectly straight, just as straight lines. Or 
you can use a cheat. You can take a picture of a perspective of a room and put that tracing paper over it. If you want to sketch in 3D, the easiest way is to trace or digitally lay over an existing photograph of the space. This is where I have to, again, hats off to Evan, our essential designer, because he brought me into the world of digital sketching. And drawing on my tablet is now my very favorite thing to do because I can add scale, I can be as precise or imprecise as I want to, and I can lay under any image or existing floor plan and then draw on top of that without having to result to a crinkly roll of trace paper. So if you have a tablet, this is such a fun way to use it to justify its expense. Take it back from your kids. Now it's not time for screen time. It's time for uh, grown-up art class and thinking about your floor plans. Or if you're thinking about it, I would actually consider having a tablet a worthwhile investment as part of a, a long-running remodeling project. You can use the same effect of setting a grid underneath it or a carefully measured floor plan or a picture of anywhere in your house and you don't have to draw in too many details. You can just think about what it would feel like to put a shelf on that wall, where you might show hanging pictures, how to close on a doorway or open one up. Use proportions to guess what one size thing you can already see in the room might translate to another when you want to draw. Or if you don't feel comfortable drawing, I would still call it a sketch if you're annotating an existing photograph in a very helpful way to quickly convey information to someone else and remind yourself of what you had in mind. You don't have to be too literal in your definition of a sketch. A sketch is simply an idea that's been pared down to show quickly. I've seen homeowners create what I would call a sketch using PowerPoint, Photoshop, Canva, even making floor plans in Microsoft Excel rather than pick up a pencil because that's the program that they use on a daily basis in their own lives. So think about what you use on a daily basis in your own life it's not about the outcome here, but about the ideation. I want you to get creative and think about sketching. You could sketch out the change in your layout by putting blue tape all over the floor of your house to show what it might feel like in the real space. Blue tape is a sketching tool. Consider playing with cardboard cutouts made out of old appliance boxes to think about where an island might fit in your kitchen. That is also sketching. Anything you need to do to pre-visualize in a casual, quick way without a lot of cost and expense of either minutes in front of a computer or dollars to get a full mock-up of something is a worthwhile effort. I want you to remember how important, how priceless it is really to think about all the possibilities before you lock in your plans for your remodel. When you're going to spend your own time, money, and energy to transform your house, you want to make sure you did the right thing. So the best way to know that can happen is to test out all the possibilities before you start the easy way with a sketchy design phase. This is the thing I believe in the most and the thing I want for everyone before they take a hammer to the walls of their house or pick up the phone and call a contractor, that you've sketched out what you really want to do and you've thought through all the possibilities in a sketchy way. Whether you do it yourself or hire us to do it for you. If you'd like to hire MidMod Midwest to put together a mid-century master plan for you, you can apply to work with us at our services page. And if you'd like to take on the process of master planning your own remodel, then I would love to support you in that process within the Ready to Remodel program or get a jump start by checking out one of our mid-century design clinics. And today, June 8th, you can do that with the birthday discount. Use birthday 41 to get 41% off of any of our four existing design clinics. These are two-hour pre-recorded workshops that walk you through everything you need to know to plan an amazing mid-century kitchen update. 
a patio porch or deck that's going to be perfect for your mid-century home, whether it has a walkout basement or exists all on one level flat as a pancake. I talk about all the design possibilities and what you want to think about in that process during that workshop. Then we've got this Springs 2 workshops on exterior updates so you can pull together the siding, windows, front door, house numbers, colors, materials, and how to sort of set up your projects from easy to full, complete facelift um, in one great two-hour workshop. And then there's my favorite. I really, I really encourage you to check out the Simple Style Guide workshop that is probably the most valuable two hours you can spend thinking about what to do for your whole house. It's all about the sketchiness of material choices and how you can make design choices simpler by thinking about the big picture first. Plus, you can use that 41% discount code to apply to Ready to Remodel for today only. So if you're sad about having missed our price jump last week, this is your big chance to get a do-over on that. If you believe in the power of sketches like I do, you've just gotten some real encouragement. If you felt like you don't have the ability to draw so you could never sketch anything, I hope I've made you feel like you can take it on. And now I'm going to turn my attention to the next season of the podcast. Next week on the podcast, we're kicking off season 13, which I am thinking of as our bed, bath, and beyond season. We'll be talking about private spaces in your house, how you can create an amazing owner suite if you don't have one, how you can give a facelift to a small dated bathroom that isn't working for you, how you can roll back the horrible design choices of someone who just murdered your cute mid-century bathroom in the 1990s, and even how you can think about creating a bedroom, a bathroom, a full... um rental suite or a mother-in-law suite or a teenager space or throwing your own owner suite into the basement of a mid-century home. We'll be covering all of that and more next season. So ask me your bedroom, your bathroom, mid-century remodeling questions by email or in Instagram DMs over the next couple of weeks to make sure I cover your particular area of interest. That's all for now, Mid-Mod Remodelers. Have a great June.